You're listening to Cleanish Reads, Episode 62, Book Club Week, The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. Welcome to Cleanish Reads. I'm your host, Amy Hall. You can trust me to sift out the garbage and recommend the best books that you can be excited to read on your own and with your family. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and grow through uplifting reads. Okay, I am so excited to be here today talking books with my awesome sister-in-law, Taylor. Taylor's a very talented woman, and she is currently a stay-at-home mom of five cute kiddos and one cute dog. I really appreciate her taking time out of her busy life to read this book and talk about it with me. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Taylor. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we're talking about The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. And first of all, did you like the book? I actually loved the book. It was Good. it was very entertaining and it was a very fast read. Um but yeah, I really was like uh I don't know the best word to describe it. I mean, I was fully entertained the whole time and couldn't like stop once I started I was like okay I have to find out what happens on the next in the next uh chapter I literally couldn't couldn't just say okay I'm okay to stop it was really weird that hasn't happened to me in a while with a book so good I'm glad yeah I liked it too I thought the author did a good job of like you said, keeping me wanting to keep reading to find out what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Even though I kind of already knew, but not really. See, and I think that was what made it even more... I had I have no knowledge, nor have I read any of her books. I have no knowledge of, um, like, real-life Agatha Christie. Okay. So that was... I don't know. I was very intrigued. Cool. Well, I'm glad. So you obviously did not know anything about Agatha Christie's disappearance before you read this book. Not at all. I actually didn't either. I've read a few of her books, but I guess I didn't know much about her real life. So that was interesting for me. Yeah, I I honestly don't know much didn't know much about her at all and so yeah, it was it was very, very interesting, very entertaining to read. I really like how this author takes something in real life or history and she kind of does a take on it. Like it's mostly real, but she kind of takes liberties to tell the story. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. Yeah. So yeah, I liked it. All right, what did you think about the dual timelines, seeing Archie's perspective and Agatha's perspective? I really liked it. It was, I don't know, it kept it more interesting. I mean, I'll have to admit it took maybe a few chapters of reading it to be like, okay, and keep myself straight. But yeah. But once I got into the flow of the back and forth, um, 
it didn't seem weird and I, I really liked it. Um, I don't know. It made it, I'm not like the most, I like reading, but I'm not the most avid reader. And so I felt like it aided to even keep my interest more. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Going back and I forth. I agree. I don't know. I think I would have liked it anyway, but I liked seeing the two perspectives. It kind of kept me interested. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing Agatha's perspective, like where she was coming from in the relationship. And then I loved seeing Archie's perspective. Just really interesting. Yeah. And it was like the real time stuff. And then like the, you know, years prior and then how it met. Like that was, it was really well written. I liked it like that. It was great. Yeah. And like you said, it took me a minute to keep it all straight and figure out who was talking and what was going on. But once I was into it, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So Archie, he's kind of a mystery. He takes a huge interest in Agatha in the beginning, but then he kind of like disappears in his interest. What do you think was going on with him? Do you think he originally loved her, wanted her money? What do you think? I think, I think he really did like her, love her. I really do think he did at the beginning. I think that he's just like, I don't like him at all. And <laughs> and so it was interesting because um, when I was thinking about this question, I really, uh, I, I do think that he loved her at the beginning. I think that he didn't necessarily plan on her coming from money or anything, mostly because her mom spelled it out like, she said, you know, directly to him, I hope you don't think she comes from money or has some dowry or, you know, like something to offer more than, you know. So I think he knew at the beginning. Um, It's interesting because I think I was confused why I know he went through a lot, like they both did, war and everything. That has to change people. But what's interesting to me is that in their early relationship, it seemed like he liked her um, just like, I don't know, her um, spirit and like the way she presented herself. And at the end, those were his reasons for not liking her anymore. And yeah. I it confused me a little bit. And so I'm like, the only explanation in my mind is that everything that she said, you know, his, to see him at his weakest moments and like um, everything he went through, some things hum- humiliating, you know, with like, you know, the ups and downs of work and in and out of work, stuff like that. Obviously war, I don't know, just so many different things maybe even like his upbringing maybe um his mom I don't know all sort of like I don't know over time like made this man who I don't know I don't know how to describe yeah, it perfectly I know exactly but, what you're talking about but then at the end when she just dis- she explains to him like you 
are now like a successful person and you want someone to fill this like perfect role or like to match your um, station now, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the Agatha I was wasn't good enough for that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. I just don't like him. He's an awful – and he's so like – I'm like, how do you not even see like what you were doing to her and like sh- everything she did was like, I don't know, pouring out her love and devotion to him only and he still – it's just like he was blind to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's quite annoying, actually. I did not really care for him as the book went on. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and I feel like the original Archie and the post-war Archie were very different. Like you said, it was confusing how much he changed. And I don't even know if it was the war. I kind of lost the moment when he changed, but... um. I don't know. I kind of felt like he was like a flavor of the week kind of guy, maybe. I felt like he kind of pushed her into the marriage so he could sleep with her a little bit. And then I think he did like her spirit. I think he did like her. He was attracted to her. Maybe he thought there would be security in the relationship. Maybe not necessarily money, but, you know, having somebody that cared about him. And then, and that's what's like mind boggling to me is she 100% did. And yeah. she tried to not let anything distract from like her focus on him. But then, like, it still wasn't enough or good enough, or, or his reasons changed. Like, all of a sudden, it wasn't that he just needed attention. It's like he needed, um, he needed her to look a certain way and act a certain way. And I don't know, her spirit annoyed him instead of, um, I don't know, like attracting him to her. It started to just make him angry. And I don't know. I don't know. He, he changed. I feel like he changed a few different times. I feel like he started to distance himself, um, during some of the times he came back from his, like being, deployed but then I feel like he changed even over the course of um after the baby and or even after just the announcement of the baby and then again after the baby um yeah I don't know I feel like his biggest flaw was how self-centered he was 100 percent. he pretty much only ever thought about himself Uh uh-huh And he was, like, unwilling to compromise in any way. He never cared about Agatha's life or making her life easier or richer or anything like that. Yeah. And And I just don't know how he got another woman to like him. Yeah, same. I mean, she has to be extremely, like, you know, naive to any, I don't know. She's young and I, I just feel like maybe... He's successful now, you know, and so the the life that he's living now is enticing and any person will or like any younger girl would just sit and maybe be blind to 
like how self-centered, I don't know. Or maybe she yeah. understood the assignment, you know, like she's just supposed to be like a trophy wife, like a yeah, silent, I, a, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me, like how he was that. I mean, it does when you just say he's selfish. That's really what it boils down to. He's just yeah. a very selfish person. Um, and to yeah. expect that he could just demand what he wanted after everything Agatha tried to do for him, just make all these demands at the end saying, like, this is what's going to happen. And she's like, well, no, absolutely not. Like, why would I let that happen? Why would I let you drag me through the mud, you know? Yeah, totally. And he's still confused. Like, why? Like, why she's... I don't know, standing up for herself. It's just, it's, he's not my favorite person. Yeah. And then Agatha, Agatha's mother kind of plays into that because she tells Agatha that Archie has to come first no matter what, even after their daughter's born. How did that advice make it more toxic for Agatha? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's just like a, it's just such an interesting and like, I don't know, um, old fashioned way of looking at things maybe. And it was interesting because at the end, obviously she realized that, you know, none of that helped the situation. None of like, she clung to her mother's words, you know, Mm -hmm. and, through her whole marriage and it, it did not obviously, uh, help anything, but I don't know. I also felt like it was interesting that she, her sister even said once to her mom, like, why didn't you get, why don't you give me that advice? Um, and cause her mom had never told her sister that. And it was, she's like, Oh, it's different. Like, because your husband isn't as attractive or something or yeah that was so interesting it was so I was like what is her like what is going on and she mothered both of them very differently too she always said that like you know a child shouldn't be like it's good for a child to be um you know not spoiled or whatever I don't remember the exact word she used but then she said or but then it contradicted the way she treated Agatha you know what I mean like the yeah. whole, I don't know, she coddled her and it was very interesting. I think that their relationship in a whole was pretty toxic just because of the way she she painted like this, I don't know, reality that it should be this way and really it wasn't going to help any relationship. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, I was torn about the mom because I hated what was happening with Agatha's baby and daughter. Yes. How it was like not allowing her to create a relationship, which obviously wasn't helping her marriage either. But I saw that the mom kind of knew that Archie was self-centered and could stray easily, I guess. Right. If Agatha didn't pay him enough attention. So in that way, I feel like she was trying to do good. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, yeah. I mean, that explains like why she would 
say it to her and not worry so much about her other daughter and her husband and their relationship. That makes sense. It's just like it was really hard for me to read the the parts where, you know, she did have her baby and then she was with her mom and she, you know, fought the urge to hold her baby longer or, you know, and just let her mom, like, take care of her completely and just didn't want any – or said, no, I can't. I can't be with my baby too much. I can't. And just had that in her head, and it's so sad. I don't know. So sad to me. Yeah, I totally agree. I It was hard to I read that. I trouble with those parts too. And in the book, it was like in their marriage relationship, two people were worrying about Archie, and no one was worrying about Agatha. Mm-hmm. So I liked when she kind of secretly got her writing thing going, something for her that made her feel like a real person who's worthwhile. Yes, I agree. And she kind of had to hide it from Archie, which was like a clue. Yeah, this relationship is not working. Well, yeah. And it was, yeah, very interesting about how like when she was finally asked to sign a contract and she, for like a split second, was like, oh, I need to probably ask him. But then she was like, oh, I should talk to him. But then she was worried that, you know, she would seem like uninterested or lose the deal or whatever. And I was proud of her for just like, no, like I'm doing this. And he, it's not like I'm technically hiding it because he's the one who said I should send it to publishers anyway. And yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since that happened, but... Like, I'm, I should do this. Like, there's no harm in, in what I'm doing. And it was, I don't know, I was proud of her for just moving forward. Yeah, me too, for sure. So when Agatha and Archie are finally face-to-face again toward the end, she tells him that he has in fact murdered her, not in the physical sense, but he took away the core of who she was. What did you think about that, what she was saying there? I mean, definitely, like, she's an artist, right? So it was, like, very dramatic, but really true. Like, she's not wrong. Um, And it bothered me that he couldn't understand or, like, see, and he just kept saying she was mad. And I'm like who are you to tell her how to feel? Like, that's what, that was what was annoying to me. Like, she is allowed to feel this way. You've completely, like, derailed, you know, the marriage and family. Um, and she's just asking to come out of it clean, you know? Like, she finally was, like, over trying to save it and, like, want yeah. trying to, like, want him. She just wanted to come out of it with a saved relationship, like, with her daughter. And her yeah, reputation. It's like she figured out the truth of what was going on, but he refused to acknowledge it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's you're you're messing everything up. The least you could do is just own up to your wrongdoing so that, you know, because it has to be assumed that or it has to be noted. I don't remember exactly like the words, but the law, right? Like to to get a divorce. Um it has reasons have to be stated. And she's like, I don't want it to be assumed that it's me. Like right. what's left of my relationship with my daughter will 
And then he's like, well, don't blame me for that. Or you didn't, or this whole charade didn't make it any better. But the thing is, like, the the whole reason she's not as close with her as she could be is because she promised him, you know, before she was even born that she would never come before him. And it's like their relationship, like Archie's relationship with his daughter is fine. Like his daughter, you know, loves her dad and was always like so excited when he would come home. That that made me sad too. She was always like, oh, why is she forgiving him and not me for our absence? Yeah. And oh, it's so sad. But like, I just don't get why he's so stubborn to not, or so blind or whatever to not understand that like, Every it's all of his actions that have completely derailed everything. The least he could do is just own up to it, and then everyone can go their separate ways. That was also annoying. He said, "Well, why didn't we just agree to this when I initially asked for the divorce?" And she's like, "Are you kidding? Well, I I said this is what I wanted, and you said you refused to um, give up. What's her face, uh, Neil?" you refused to give up her name or whatever. You didn't want to, you know, tarnish her. And I'm like, how could he say that to her? Yes. Ridiculous. I think that's what I liked about the ending of the book was how she kind of like, she confronted Archie, pretended to have lost her memory, but it was like her way of... um, like coming out as a new person uh-huh. and drawing attention to what he'd been doing without uh-huh. it just being her word against his. 100%. Like basically she forced the police to look into it. 100%. And it was very dramatic and it was a charade, but it was awesome and it worked. And the cool thing is, is she, it had been longer than just the 11 days. Like she had found herself over the course of the last few months right because this was like near the tail end of um like the three months that she had asked him to reconsider or whatever yeah and which I thought that it was going to actually carry I thought her timeline was to carry it through till the you know the bitter end the last three month the last day of the three month period like I thought that that's what she was going to do but um, she had been, I feel like longer than, you know, the time she was missing. Um, she was truly like, as she was plotting all of this, she was like really growing as the new person that she was becoming because of everything that she had been through. And it was interesting to see her interactions with the people like at the hotel in front of him and like her confidence and just like, I don't know. I really liked that. I liked how she was like this new person. Um, I thought it was really like hilarious that she used his mistress's name. Um, Yeah. It made him so mad (laughs) and it was like, that that was uh I don't know, it was pretty it was pretty uh genius of her. But then Yeah, because how dare he just right be carrying on with this woman and then blaming her for everything. Totally. 
But then I loved, oh, one of my favorite parts, and I felt like it it painted her as, like, this strong, strong, new, like, Agatha. Um, when she, like, purposely, like, collided with the the police officers and was like, can I help you? And wanted them to, like, announce themselves. And um, then when she, like, said... Um, uh, what's detective, um, what's his name that always wanted to be, I can't remember their names, (laughs) That he always wanted to be called by his full name. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And Kenward or something. And he, (laughs) and she says, um, detective just calls him detective Kenward. And the whole time that has made Archie so mad and he's constantly thought about wanting to only call him like shorten his title because he's irritated that it's like such a mouthful and that he has to be he insists on being called his full title every time and I loved that she did it the very first time she did that and he was standing right there and she it just showed like her confidence and it I don't know I liked that yeah that's a great point I like that too do you think that what happened in the book is what actually happened in those 11 days where real life Agatha was missing? Or do you think it was different? What do you think? I I mean, I can only assume that it was pretty close to what happened. Um, because I don't know, like, I still haven't like researched anything else about her other than what I read in the book. And so I don't really, I don't know. I can only assume that it's pretty close to, to, yeah, what actually, what actually happened. Yeah, I think I want to believe that too. I love thinking of Agatha Christie, this master plotter of novels, plotting her own mysterious disappearance to try to get back at her husband and make, you know, her new life work. Mm-hmm. So I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I just think that, uh, I don't know. Like, I think she's too smart to, um, I mean, she did say that she, because he was like, this is fiction. And she was like, well, parts of it are. And she admitted that there were certain things um, that had been, you know, embellished or whatever. But that, I mean, really, like, everything was how, everything that she wrote in the manuscript, like, was how it was. And um, whether he liked to to be painted that way or not, like, that's really how it was. Um, But I feel like, like you said, she's a master uh, plotter. And I don't know, I like to think that that's really really how it was because she's I feel like she's too smart for it to be like foul play or something you know because she like had found out about it knew about it and I don't know she was too smart to like let herself uh um do anything to like make him like too terribly upset that I don't know I think it really really happened the way the way it was written yeah so you said you hadn't read any Agatha Christie novels. Did this no. make you want to read any? Yeah. So I know, like, who she is. I know the name, but I don't 
know anything about her. I've never read her books. But now I'm like, now I'm interested. Yeah, I've read several. They're all good. My favorite one, I think I just read recently. Um, I'm thinking of the name of it. And then there were none. Okay. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> okay. But it's good. These people are trapped on an island and they start dying off and they're trying to figure out which one of them is doing it. Okay. So give it a try if you want to. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. What types of books do you usually like to read? Um So um I'm like I'm so bad because I just am not like a uh consistent reader like I'll go in spurts um I think that's okay there are different seasons of life (laughs) there are right now it's like I'm a short more like an article type person um but I enjoy the classics like Charlotte is reading um uh recently she read Call of the Wild because I told her it was, like, one of my favorite books. And I reread yeah. that while she was reading it. Um, and she's been into... My kids have been reading Harry Potter. And I told them I would read it because I never read it. <laughs> I So that's, that's on my list. Um, so reading... I don't know. It's fun now that my kids can read, like, you know bigger books or like longer books or you know what I'm saying it's like my older kids are reading like things that are more interesting to me that I'm like kind of excited to kind of read what they're reading I think it I think it's going to be good um I have started reading this book um it's called lighter and it's uh I mean, I wouldn't say it's a self-help book, but it's like a let go of the past, connect with the present, and expand the future. Okay. It's just a very, like, uplifting book. Um, Nice. I don't know. It's not written like – I don't know how to explain it because it's not written – I mean, it's not a novel, like, you know, with some big storyline plot situation I don't know I just I like books like kind of like an inspirational book yeah yeah I like books like that cool what do you have a favorite cleanish book this year oh or maybe this is gonna be it I mean I'd have to say that this would be it because everything else I've read is like like I said like my my children's level you know like I've been reading what they're reading or or I've been reading lighter, which has been good. Everything else has been like church books or articles. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, which is good too. I'm pretty All boring. All reading is good. <laughs> pretty, no, that's not boring. Pretty boring. <laughs> but as far as just like a, you know, a novel, uh, this was a very fantastic book. I really liked it. Very entertaining. Good. Well, I'm so glad you liked it. Thanks for reading it with me. <laughs> of course. And I really do like, um, I like this author. I think I'll read more of her. Yes. I've read um, The Other Einstein, I think is what it's called. Okay. About Albert Einstein's wife. Okay. That was fascinating. 
Yeah, I've I was heard, looking at um, I was looking at all her other books, and I'm like interested to read more of her stuff. I like the way she wrote. I think that I'd I'd like her other books. Yes, I I think the next one I want to read of hers is the one about Clementine. Oh, Lady Clementine. Winston, yeah. Okay. Winston Churchill's wife. I've heard that one's fantastic. So. Yeah. But good. I'm glad you like the author. Thank you so much for doing with this me, real doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking. It was, I was slightly nervous, but, um, because it had been a while since I, you know, have just like picked up a, I don't know, just a random novel to read, like just for the fun of it. So it was good. That was so fun for me. I had a blast talking about this book with Taylor, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the book. Leave me a comment on Instagram at Cleanish Reads or on my Cleanish Reads Goodreads page. And before I go, I would love to tell you five fun facts about Agatha Christie. First, Agatha Christie loved surfing, and this did make a showing in the book a little bit. Along with her first husband, Archie, Christie went on a traveling spree in 1922, starting in South Africa and winding up in Honolulu. At each step, the couple got progressively better and better at riding surfboards, and some historians believe they may have been among the first British surfers to learn how to ride standing up. Number two, after divorcing alleged cad Archie, Christie married archaeologist Max Malawan in 1930 and joined him for regular expeditions to Syria and Iraq. Although she assisted her husband on digs, she never stopped working on her writing. Their preferred method of transport was frequently the Orient Express, a fact that likely inspired her book Murder on the Orient Express. Number three, Agatha Christie wrote a play that may never stop running. The curtain was first raised on Mousetrap in London's West End in 1952. More than 60 years later, it's still being performed regularly and passed the 25,000 show mark in 2012. The play about a group of people trapped in a snowbound cabin with a murderer among them was originally a radio story commissioned by Queen Mary in 1947. Number four, Agatha Christie had an alias. If you are a devoted Cleanish Reads listener, you already know this one from episode 36, but Christie wrote six romance novels under the pen name Mary Westmacott. I guess even the Queen of Crime needed a break every now and then from murders and mystery. And number five, Christie eventually grew tired of her trademark character and set about having Hercule Poirot perish in the 1975 novel Curtain. The reaction to his demise was so fierce that the New York Times published a front page obituary for the character on August 6th. Christie died the following year. Tune in next week for November's theme and book club book pick. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And until next time, very happy reading.